generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Father, we just ask in this moment that this situation and this circumstance will be for the furtherance of your kingdom. Amen. To the glory of your name. Amen. Lord, I know that there are even people in this house under our care, O oh Lord, who have been impacted in other places, perhaps even some other churches, perhaps in school, one, two, three, four, five people might be feeling the freshness of the wound of injustice and violation and abuse and assault in the back of a car in the schoolyard at home by an uncle or elder, whoever, oh Lord God. Father, we just pray in this moment that the healing balm of Gilead will locate everyone of such. Your word says that you will not snuff out a flickering lamp. Wherever's lamp is flickering, wherever's flames are about to die out, whoever is about to give up on the church, give up on God, give up on believers. Lord, we ask for mercy. We ask for grace. let the true church arise let the remnants rise let the remnants rise let the chaff be blown away restore to the church the ministry of the watcher please listen to this the only battle David did not win was the battle he did not present to the Lord. He conquered kingdoms where he didn't conquer his carnality. Carnality lives with every human being. Every human being. Every human being. But when we surrender our hearts to the Lord, then he operates on us. And that's why in the spirit, it's difficult to live beyond a weakness you have not owned up to. Because owning up to it is admitting to the surgeon that I need surgery. Father, we thank you. Our hearts are yours. Feel our hearts of God. The power of your presence. With the strength of your spirit. With the glory of your name. I rebuke the spirit of fear. Somebody who's afraid I'm going to fall. Somebody who's afraid, oh, I made some mistakes and all the secrets are going to come out. If your heart is repentant and you've discussed, repented before the Lord, you've presented your keys before your Father, He says the love then covers a multitude of sins. Proverbs says that he that covereth his own sin, right? You see, understand the distinction. The person that covers his sin will not prosper. He that confesseth and forsaketh will obtain mercy. How? Because when you confess and forsake, God will cover it. Are you understanding that? So, so covering comes as a result of vulnerability and openness in the right spaces. And so Father, we just thank you for the, the, the groups and the teams in this house. 
that the vulnerability that exists will not be contaminated, will not be corrupted, will not be taken advantage of, will remain in pursuit of you. Father, we pray for every preacher, pastor, teacher across the land who might be in difficult streets right now over different issues. Those who are called of you, let your grace flow like never before. Those who are called of you and who are erring, that your grace will correct. Administer your discipline in your way, God. And for those who are not called of you, let them be exposed. Those who are called but have not responded to the calling because of all this news and things and tension, let them go beyond their safety and security and play their hands on the plow of the kingdom to do your beating, our God. Somebody say, Lord, I'm ready. My heart is open. My ears are open. I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Flood me with your peace and your joy at the, at the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Alright, so let's pick it up from the book of Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And I'm going to cite a couple of you know, passages from there. Or verses, I should say. From Matthew chapter 6. It says, take heed. From verse 1 now. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men. Is that where it ends? No. It says to be seen. So that's the challenge. Challenge does not mean don't do charitable works in public. If you can avoid, it in, uh, avoid doing it in public, don't do it in public. Don't make a show of it. But the real thing is, who do you, whose attention are you seeking? basically he says otherwise you have no reward from your father in heaven so matthew 6 establishes something from the first verse what's it establishing the reality of two systems oh come and talk to me the reality of two systems man's system and make it loud Man's system and God's system. Man's reward system and God's reward system. So he says, don't do it. Don't sound a trumpet before you. Don't make noise about it. Don't herald it. Don't make empty promises. Don't make a show of it. He said, because when you do that, like the hypocrites in the synagogue, he said, you already have their reward. What is their reward? The attention that people can give them based on their activities. That's their reward. So the attention is acknowledgement, affirmation, validation, maybe even some kind of remuneration of incentive or material support. He says they already have their reward. 
But when you do a charitable deed, somebody say when. when. Not if, but when. So God expects you to do when you do a charitable deed he said but when you in other words you are of a different spirit do not left, let your left hand know what your right hand is doing that your charitable deed may be in secret and that your father who sees in secret himself will reward you openly if you're taking notes write this down there are public rewards for secret sacrifices and there are public consequences for secret sequences there are public rewards for secret sacrifices and there are public consequences for secret sacrifices. Sorry, secret sequences. Thank you. So <laughs> say who said that? that I, I like that. Prompt, yes, express. Eh? Teacher, don't teach me nonsense. Now, please understand where I'm going. I'm being patient, IKO, because I want everyone to travel with me as a journey. And it's gonna get very interesting. I'm trying to lay a foundation, the contrast between two systems. So, he now moves from charitable deeds to verse 5. What's he talking about in verse 5? Verse 5, what's he talking about there? Prayer. What has charitable deeds, or a charitable deed, got to do with prayer? Everything. Because it now says again, when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. Why? Because they love to pray, stand in the synagogues and the corners of the streets that they may be. I don't want to jump the gun. But anytime you are doing anything, so people can see that you're also doing something, you're operating from the system, systems of men. Whether it's giving, singing, preaching, building a business, if in the center is ah, come on, so that they will not say we're not doing anything. Systems of men. So Jesus starts with charitable things, then it moves to spiritual things, and it's still establishing two different systems. He said, As surely I say to you, they have their verse 6 but you when you pray go into your room and when you have shut your door is anybody reading along with me pray to your father who is in the isn't it interesting that everybody is trying to get, get a public space instead of finding God in the sacred place he said that God is not always in the public space. Yes, sir. He's in the sacred place. He that dwells in the public space of the Most High. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the Can I propose to you? The man who abides under God's shadow 
cannot be overshadowed by life storms. And the man who abides under God's shadow cannot be hidden from men for too long. For God has invested in him enough to trust him to represent him well on the platforms that are built. He said, you go into your room, shut the door, pray to your father's in secret, and your father who sees you in secret will reward you how? This is when you do pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do for the thing that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. Look at somebody say, who are your role models? And wait for an answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah wait for an answer. Oh, come on, get a partner. Let's get practical on this. Don't doctor it, just be honest. Just be honest. Who are your role models? Because your role models, to a large extent, are a reflection of your inmost desires. Yes. Your role models are to a large extent, feed you hear what I'm saying? Indicators, indications of what your heart really craves. Oh, come on, guys. If it's painful, say true or ouch or something. And just be quiet. I should say it again. Okay, thank you. I said your role models are an indication of your innermost desires. Of the deepest cravings of your heart. The longings of your heart. The reason that your role models is because there is something deep on the inside of you that likes something that you see about them. And so when Jesus says, do not be like them, he is saying to you that your role models can affect your relationship with God. Yes, sir. Oh my God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It says, for your father knows you have need of these things before you ask him in this manner, therefore pray. Then it, it says that prayer, and we know that prayer, so I'm going to skip it. Verse 16, it says, moreover, when you fast, do not be like what? With a for the disguise their faces that they may appear, be seen, look as if, come across as. You know, Paul writes and says that even Lucifer, the angel of darkness, can appear to be what? That's why not every form of illumination is divine revelation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some illumination is from Illuminati. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when people tell you they are woke, ask them in which light. Yes, when they say I believe in God, ask them which one. Because Paul says for some people their God is their belly. Oh come on guys. Which one? When they say I'm spiritual, tell them the rituals of which spirits do you engage in? Spirituality is rituality of spirits, right? What patterns? He says, don't be like them. And it's, it's going deeper now. Because it starts with charity, then it moves to what? Prayer. Then it moves to what? 
I'll, I'll get to the next thing. So you can understand how tough the subject matter of today is. So I, sure, I surely I say to you, the Abdi reward verse 17, but you, when you, it didn't say if. Ask your neighbor, say, when was the last time you fasted? I'm not talking about weight loss attempts. Oh, can I talk right now? Ah, I'm looking too generous. I need to downsize. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about fasting to seek the face of God. He said, when you fast, what should you do? Anoint your head and wash your face. Now, understand, I love you, but I've made mistakes about anointing, anointing oil and all of that. He's not saying have an anointing service. Because, you know, many believers, once they see oil, they say it means use olive oil. That's not what they say. Anointing in the Old Testament, in Bible times, was like creaming your body, pomade. And many of the oils were therapeutic. They were healing balms. Let me not go in that direction today. Because I could say a lot about it. Let me touch on it a little bit. It is sometimes because of these secret sources and these special tokens that certain people promise that they have anointed, anointed this oil, lick it. It leads certain vulnerable and gullible people to want to touch the private regions. Yeah. Of certain so-called preachers in the name of my own is special. <laughs> Whatever God cannot give you by grace through faith, you don't need it. Yes, sir. So all the special tokens, my handkerchief is a special one, my oil is a special one, my candle is a special one. Many candles have burnt people's destinies. He says, when you fast, anoint your head. He's saying, wear pomade. Don't look rough. That's what he's saying here. Who knows pomade? Pomade. Who knows? You know pomade? Remember that, that glass jar with the butter yellow, greasy? Who knows that? If you don't remember it, start calling us uncle and auntie. What do you guys know? Coconut oil, shea butter, Vaseline, Pierce baby oil. That's what he's saying. He's saying, don't let your face be looking rough. People now be like, ah, what's going? Ah, ah. That's ah. Is this fast? Angbah away. He's saying, don't be like that. Now the words he's saying, the systems of men are always looking for approval, acknowledgement. Endorsement. Yes, Is it interesting how many ladies are looking for influencer deals yeah. and are revealing their private parts in public places yeah, to grow a following? Yeah. Why? Because of the next thing that Jesus addresses. Is so that you not appear to so that you don't appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who says in secret will reward you openly. Verse 19. Do not lay up. Treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy a 
And where thieves break in and steal. Let's read together. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in us. For can you see how it moves from charity to prayer to fasting to treasure? He doesn't stay there. Then he said the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. This is an interregnum. This is like a bridge of a song. So let me bridge this thing for you. He's saying that if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. In other words, if you are not seen correctly, even this thing I'm saying to you, you will not understand it. Your ocular perception, your capacity to interpret information will determine the conclusions you reach based on the information. That you can have all the facts and all the evidence and still reach the wrong conclusion. So three sermons. Parable of talents. Remember that? Parable of talents if I remember that. One had five talents. One had two talents. One had one talent. The one that had five talents walked hard and got five more. The one that had two walked hard and got two more. The one that had one talent. What did he say? He said because you are a wicked and a hard master. So the one that had five, watch this. That had enough reasons to think I was punishing him by giving him too many things to handle. I feel like preaching a little bit. When God is, if it's God giving you different things to handle, it is not punishment. It's a reflection of God's trust in the ability he has given you. Don't complain about the multiplicity of divine assignments. So, the one that had five times could have said, you are a difficult master. Why would he give me five things to manage? Five businesses. Five children. Five clients. Five customers. The one that had two could have said, you are a difficult master. The one that had one, he was looking for excuses because we don't see things the way they are. We see things the way we are. So Jesus is saying here that if your eyes are evil, he said if the light of the body is the eye, he's saying that the body, your system, is governed by your perception. If your eye is single, what does it mean to be single? That means if your eye is focused on one thing, Hebrews 12, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith if your eye is focused what will happen your whole body will be full of light if i were you i'll be taking certain notes right now because you need to go back to this and make references and if your eye doesn't say what's the opposite of single why doesn't it say if your eye be double Why does it save your eye be evil? Because in the spirit, anything that is double is called evil. Double standards are evil in the spirit. Double-mindedness is evil. Oh, come on, somebody. Why is it evil? I am the Lord God. I'm beside me. There is no other. In other words, even if you were to have another God who is exactly like me, that's the devil. Who appears
There's nobody like God. But who appears to be exactly like God? Don't forget the devil did not try to be greater than God. He said, I will ascend the sights of the north and be like him. Follow me, it's going to get hotter. Therefore then, evil is whenever my eyes are not focused on God's single thought about any matter. walk with me you know i'm usually faster than this but it's a weighty teaching so i <laughs> your mind needs to grow with it i don't just want to come and tell you love of money root of evil what does it mean what does it mean because you can preach it and not understand it yes, sir. he said once this eye is evil once it's not focused on god's mind concerning anything the whole body full of darkness and once the whole body is full of darkness Jesus says the blind leading the blind and both of them ending up in the does it not now make sense to you how a man can walk all his life and walk very hard and invest and do all of that and by the time he's retiring he still has nothing to show for it Is it interesting that I've heard stories of people who worked in the oil and gas industry for 30 years, 50 years, and you get this retirement gratification package of about 200 million. Who knows what I'm talking about? Some of you have friends whose fathers, 250 million, depending on the ranking, and then seven years down the line after retirement. It is not just the carelessness of people. They are spirits. That drive the operation of this thing we call money. He said the whole body. In other words the person's potential. Will be confused. The person's ability. The person's sense of judgment. The person's disposition. The person's everything will be full of darkness. So if you can quickly give me. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 4. Very quickly. Let's begin to get through the scriptures. Oh, you know what? Before we go there, let me ju- let's just suddenly verse 24 says this. Verse 24 here. It says, No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and you cannot. what he does not say because for comprehensive understanding of scriptures you must also hear what is not saying he does not say you should not he says you can not what a tough truth in other words he's saying if you're serving God you cannot serve you're not serving mammon and if you're serving mammon, you're not serving God. Not somebody beside you say, who are you serving these days? Who you days? High five somebody. Don't worry, I'm like that. Endure me. High five. Who are you serving these days? Say you cannot. Look at somebody. Look at somebody these days. Say you cannot. Serve God. And mammon. Proverbs 23 verse 4, do you have it or should I read it? 
Proverbs 23 and verse 4. Look at what it says here. Elsa, can you get a can you get message TV TPT? Uh, okay, you have TPT? I know it's one of your favorite. It's not really. A lot of the millennials love, you know, when, when I was in my early 20s, it was the message. Ah, to help you explain. Now, TPT. I'm hoping that they won't invent another one. See? American standard. Please, look, let's read this together. Labor. Let's read together. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own. In other words here, he's saying that the wisdom of man is to labor to be rich. So, anytime the intent of your labor is to be rich, you are operating in whose system? It's a cease from it. Why should you cease from it? Because it fills your whole body with darkness. You will not see what God is doing. Once your financial reality becomes the benchmark for your operations in life, you will not even see the goodness of God. Job had an evil eye when he lost everything, he would have cursed God and died. Because yeah, that's, that's what his wife said. Job, what you, which God are you talking about? Don't forget that Job didn't have the kind of appearance or covenant, covenantal manifestation that Abraham had, right? There's no record of that that God appeared unto Job. We don't see that. So this was pure faith and when everything was lost and his friend said, Job, you've done something wrong. Financial struggles are not a reflection of spiritual immorality. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't want to say certain things so people don't think um, more like I'm not sure they are appropriate so I'm, I'm going to skip that. But we need to stop judging people's spirituality yes, or giving people positions or difference based on wealth material prosperity is not the fruit of the redemption plan it can be a bonus but it's not the fruit and it's clear Jesus told the parable Lazarus and the rich man sorry Lazarus and the rich man right Lazarus was so poor that what was happening dogs would come to lick what the source of his body was that poor it was that poor it was that poor and when he died the Bible says that he was carried to heaven so he was a poor person and he still went where James says that of those who were called not many were rich It does not mean that after you're called, you cannot grow in understanding to create wealth. You understand that? Okay. What what transition? Timothy says, don't compare yourself to the rich. What should you do? Message Bible says, don't wear yourself out. You remember get rich or die trying? 
demonic wisdom. Divine, I love that. That's a divine posture. In the, in the mind. When it's hitting you, respond so that it will sink deeper. And response can be different things. Some of you just be smiling. It's okay if that's your response, but be connected to the word. This, why am I taking time? I have to take time because we live in a culture, both social culture and much of church culture that feeds the ambition to grab wealth. And many of us are not aware that some of our dissatisfaction is because of the pressure of the culture. Why would a lovely, beautiful, fantastic lady on social media open the uppermost compartments of a posterior public display Prophet says Jesus baby you need to start asking which of the Jesuses because there's one that plays in the premiership isn't it? there's even Jesus Barabbas right in the Bible why the need to feel validated so I don't, I don't care about how anybody feels if they are lusting after my body. That's their business. Really? Really? Why are you wearing it? To be seen by men. I want you to follow this so that when we get to the love of money is the root of all evil. You will understand that every evil that is perpetrated and proliferated in society is because somebody somewhere loved money too much to deny themselves of the longings of their flesh. He says, don't wear yourself out to get rich. Restrain. Come on, divine. Come help me since you're already in the mood for it. Oh, Joshua, are you in the mood for an example? <laughs> Not that I'm in the mood, I'm in the mood. Daniel's come again because he said it twice now. Come, come. You are the guy that wants to make money. As in, I must make him. Anyhow, anyhow. At all, at all, I ain't bad pass. You guys want to restrain him. I am money. I reject in Jesus' name. Restrain him. He's trying to get to me. Pull him back. Pull him back. Pull him back. Pull him back. Pull him. He's trying. Is this looking real or fake? Real. Keep, keep, keep pulling. Is there effort involved? Is there tension involved? Are there limits involved? Are there benchmarks involved? Are there points that he will not pass by? Yes. Let me just jump the gun. I'll come back to it. This is why 
You cannot say you are a progressive believer and there is no fixed percentage of your money that is God's. Because there must be limits. There is a part I don't touch. tax call it community service partnership pledge tithe 10 percent 20 percent god portion whatever you call it if you are in the business of restraining yourself god must have his own let it sink your the neighbor say think restraining him which was difficult right now try to restrain yourself try to restrain yourself try without controls and measures and standards in your life you cannot restrain yourself you cannot that's why for some of you, your God portion, your percentage must be on auto direct debits. Because you don't have the discipline. Why is this important? You cannot serve God and mammon. He's not saying you will not. Look at someone say, labor not to be rich. Now, please remain standing. Let me read from first. You can take us to first Timothy chapter. Where's my iPad? My famous iPad drop-in tendencies. First Timothy chapter 6 now begins to deal with something extremely important. Uh, I've, got it, I've got it wrong. Is that second Timothy? Okay, now yeah, let me see that. Oh yeah, first Timothy 6. Verse 1, let as many bond servants as are under the yoke. Somebody say restraint. Restraint. What's a yoke? It's a physical device that connects one animal to another animal and places limits on the movement of both of them. In other words, they both have to be in step. Otherwise, one, one's neck is going to be damaged. They also have to be of similar size. That's why it says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Why? If the yoke is between a big animal and a small animal, it can damage the neck of the smaller animal. It can frustrate, drag it to death, right? And it can frustrate the bigger animal. So when it's saying do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, that's what he's talking about. You people are not the same size spiritually. But God, I will remix him. He might mirix you. Or her, as the case may be. It's both ways. He says, why? If you're under the yoke, if you're committed to a master, if you're working for and with a master, if you're connected and plugged in to a system, he says, count their own what? Masters worthy of all honor. Come on, guys. Let's do this together. So, what is the entitlement of masters? Honor. What's the entitlement of masters? Honor. What's honor? Give me some words for honor. Reverence. 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 Respect. Respect. 
esteem, regard. There's a word I'm looking for, pardon? Sacred. Pardon? Integrity. Oh, yeah, in another sense. A different, yeah, I get what I mean. Pardon? Acknowledge. Value. Devotion. There's another word. Esteem. In the middle of con contrasting or competing alternatives, what would honor mean? No. What would honor mean? Thank you. Who said that? Priority. He's yes. So, what belongs to masters is what? What belongs to masters is what? Jesus says you cannot have two. That means you will prioritize one. In other words, to know your master. Check your priorities. Everybody can claim that Bill Gates is my boss. But to know who my boss is, check out where I work on Mondays. From Mondays to Fridays. More clear if you get what I'm saying? Talked about you earlier today. Everybody can claim I work for Silicon Valley. Or Sil Do you work for Silicon Valley? I'm the person that supplies silicon in the valley. I walk. You know anybody can even print a business card. Office of the best friend to the second girlfriend of the third cousin of the assistant personal assistant to the governor. Oh, we call you. We have to look for an acronym. A J K L L Q Square Roots. Look at somebody say, what are your priorities? This thing is real. Money is one of the measurements of your priority, but it's not the only thing. Check it out this way. Which one do you show up to earlier? A visa interview or a gathering of faith? Honor. You told me. You were the ones that told me the words for honor. Don't do. Isn't it? You were the ones that told me that. Come on, let's talk about it. I'm not castigating. I'm teaching you the word. Is that fine? Yes, Even if it's not. I have a calling to teach the word. Yes, priority. What is priority? What's the root word in priority? Prior. That means you put things in place before. If I'm going to church and I'm going to be late, I put things in place before. Even if it's an apology that I'm running late. Are you understanding the word of God? Nobody's trying to bully anybody or bamboozle anybody. Some people are trying to do that. But many pastors I know are honorable. And they're trying to teach people. So when they say there's a meeting at some sort of time or the, there's a project that you need to give to, with understanding from the word of God, he's saying that what you prioritize is your master. Measurements. Look at somebody and say, who's your master? Wait for an answer. Wait for an answer. I don't care who my master is as long as I'm going to go and do my master's. Now, he's even speaking of believers or rather masters that are not saved. And he's talking about bond servants. To understand 
this because you've got to compare scripture to scripture did Paul not say that I'm a born servant of Christ yes, sir. a born servant is a servant who is sold out to a master for life and is branded so they either pierce the ear you know to the door of something or they use some stamp the person is a branded servant I mean this for life so God is explaining that even if you're a born servant back then there was a lot of slavery so some people are like we're free in Christ he's saying no even it's <laughs> not saying no you're not free in Christ it's saying though you're free in Christ if you are still a born servant in the, in the natural you must still honor that that's why spirituality is never an excuse for laziness never that's a perversion of the gospel so it's saying that about natural abundance. Then it says, and those who are believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren. He's saying that if your master is saved, don't now say because I taught you that you're all the same in Christ, they now start disrespecting them. And those who are believing masters, so let me just say this now. Spiritual revelation is not a reason to violate economic principles. This is another way to explain that right here. Spiritual revelation is not another reason. It's not a reason to violate economic principles. Economic principles may be sidestepped, superseded by whatever you call a miracle or divine interventions, but it's not going to be sustainably overturned. Yeah. So he says all of that. He says, but rather serve them because those who are benefited are believers and beloved teach and exhort those things verse 3 can you help me verse 3 if anyone are you looking at your bible looking at your bible if anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words even the words of our and to the doctrine which are caught with godliness what is he all right thank you very much do you, what uh, version do you have nkjv read from nkjv so i can list some things read it from verse four he is proud he is proud All right, let's, let's look at this. What does that tell you? That the fact that somebody is argumentative does not mean that the person is knowledgeable. Let me tell you what. If you read your Bible daily and meditate by the Spirit, you'll be significantly wiser than people in your generation, than the average person. Because the Bible is the encapsulation of different thoughts and streams and ideas, but an overall message of Christ who is the wisdom of God are you understanding this yes. just very simple things but there are a lot of people who don't read their Bible and they want to teach doctrine it cannot work because what it says here is that this guy is proud he knows nothing he's obsessed with disputes and arguments over words tell me from, from envy, envy. Reviling, mockery, evil, evil suspicions, useless of men of corrupt minds 
destitute of the truth. Please, from such, tell me. So, restrain yourself. Withdraw yourself. Why? Because if you are restraining, restraining, restrain. Victor, please come. Mr. Lagba, please, can you help me? Please come. Now, these are men that teach that gain is godliness. Eh? Not naturally. For the purpose of this example. Okay? They're hanging around this guy. This guy is trying to restrain himself, but they come to empower him. Empower him. Tell him now, you're not doing well enough. Oh. Uh -uh, by now, you should have bought three cars. Three cars. Can you see what's going on? Your association can break your discipline. The people around you, the people that will keep pumping stuff in your head about how much of a failure you are just because you had a bad business deal or because you're still waiting to get a job that pays you 300000 because you graduated two or three years ago, they keep pumping the stuff in your head that gain is godliness. He's saying withdraw yourself. I've heard preachers preach and say things like this. They will say some preachers, not all preachers, will say things like this. That Jesus spoke a lot about money. That uh, I don't know whether it's 16 out of 30 parables that Jesus shared were about money. So we must talk about money. The first part I understand. The second part, the question is, how did Jesus talk about money? In what light or context? Did he talk about grabbing it and getting it at all costs? Did he talk about dying to have it? Scheming to have it? Manipulating? Is that what he did? Did he not say that you cannot serve God and mammon? Did he not say that there must be stewardship and accountability? Look at somebody say, withdraw yourself. I love the energy. Come on, somebody shout aloud, withdraw yourself. Please go back. Thank you so much. Let's appreciate them. You guys can go back. I might need you shortly as well. So now, godliness with contentment is great gain. Why? For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. Now, you need to read verse 9. And how we go to Amplified in verse 9? Verse 9. Verse 9 is very interesting. Right? What does verse 9 say? But those who desire to be rich they fall. Who falls when they're walking? Who falls? Someone that is not seen clearly. So it goes back to Matthew 6. Because their eye is evil. They don't desire to be rich in God. To be rich in faith. To be rich in the word. To be rich in prayer. Your success as a believer. Is not how much material you acquire. But how much of 
through your life. Oh my God, I didn't get an amen on that. Your success as a believer is not about how many cars or houses or lands or treasury bills and stocks and bonds you have. It's about how much God you have in your life. How much of the riches of the glory of his grace do we have reflected through your daily lives? He's saying because these people, their eyes are evil. Their desire is to be rich. Their desire is to acquire assets on earth. He's saying that they will fall. Because in their thinking their eyes are evil so they will fall into what help me and a snare what's a snare tell me what's a snare trap you know all those things uh, when there's traffic Lagos traffic the largest shopping mall in Africa is Lagos traffic <laughs> rat poison yeah rat poison auntie make you buy now auntie God God bless you rat poison now when you buy the rat poison and you buy the gum board, you know the gum board? Yes. What do you put? Food. What kind of food do you put? Fish. 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 That smells nice. That appeals to the senses of the rodents. And you sprinkle it on there and then you put the rat poison or the gum board or whatever in there so you mix the poison with the pleasure. Yeah. I, uh, can I preach right now? And so what happens is the smell begins to dictate their direction. Can I ask you, in which direction is that smell taking you? What's fascinating you? God said to me, whatever you're easily impressed by is what you'll be easily ensnared by. What impresses you? How do you know what excites you more? If someone says, oh, I got healed. Are you as excited as I just got 100,000 there? You got to check it. It's a heart issue. Yes, sir. And I'm not preaching at you. I'm teaching you. And I'm reminding myself. What's getting you attention? What's getting you excited? What's, what impresses you? Is it my charisma that impresses you? Is it my eloquence that I'm, I'm not saying don't be impressed by good things. I'm just saying what's the core of it? Because yes, a sorcerer can be charismatic. Yeah, right. A sorcerer can be enchanting. Right. Can be compelling. Yeah. It says those who are not financially ethical and crave to get rich with a compulsive, greedy, longing for wealth fall into temptation and a that's a sneer you know the, the, what you know what the rats do GB when they begin to smell that stuff hmm like like this is like there's one song like you know that song who does that song <laughs> so you don't know that sir. Anyway, I'm sure you would be like, where did this man grow up? I don't understand. Wait, wait. So look at this now. When they call their conference, rat video, rat video. <laughs> okay, call them the 
Rat runke, rat runke, mabo, mabo, come. Rat shakina. No, no, that's that's glorious. The glorious rat. Rashini. Leg walk on top of. this hesitation and boom now a sneer is difficult to get out of in fact a real sneer cannot be escaped except by a more powerful a wiser and a really caring person so there is a difference between a temptation and a sneer yeah. every believer gets tempted but not all believers get ensnared and you will get ensnared if you don't learn how to understand the cycles of your temptation be honest with yourself be open and then break the cycle by immersing yourself in the word of god if you don't break the cycle of temptation you're going to find yourself in a sneer he says that these people who are betrayed compulsed and desire and longing for wealth he says that they will into a temptation and a sneer. How many people have been ensnared? Do you know something about a sneer? One of the signs about a sneer is that you cannot stand anywhere else but the sneer. Oh my God. So the sneer becomes your standpoint. It becomes your reference point. You have to justify it because it's a sneer. The rat cannot get out of the gumboard because every time it tries to move out of the gumboard, a different part of him, different part of him, different part of him until it suffocates in the sneer. But I stand as a prophet of God in this house. If there is anyone who's ensnared in sexual sin, in financial impropriety, in bitterness, yes, you can be ensnared by bitterness in any kind of work of the flesh or arrogance or pride. Father, let the surgical knife of the word, let the fire of the spirit of God invade every part of that life and circumscribe them in the name of Jesus Christ. I proclaim that you are being slain in the name of Jesus. You are delivered in the name of Jesus. You are liberated in the name of Jesus. Oh, I wish somebody would shout a louder amen. Somebody shout, I'm ensnared no more. I'm ensnared no more. I'm ensnared no more. I am free. I am free. I am free. I am free. I am delivered. I am liberated. I'm walking in freedom. I'm walking in emancipation. I am free. Sneer. And I'm grateful to God. That no matter how deep the snare are, if you allow the invasion of the word of God, the word says that the snare is broken and our soul is escaped. So spiritually, what gets ensnared is not even your body, it's your soul. And you know it's a snare when your soul cannot say anything apart from what the snare tells it to say. In other words, your thinking has now started taking the shape of that thing. That's why the psalmist says our soul is escaped. It says the snare is broken and we are escaped. And I taught you before that it says like a bird because your soul is supposed to fly. 
But if it's in the cage, it cannot fly. May every cage of mammonism and materialism and self be burnt over your life. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout amen three times. This is a trap and they fall into many what? Foolish and? That plunge people into? And destruction leading to? So they asked one wealthy man, I think it was Rockefeller, one of the wealthiest men in recorded history, possibly the wealthiest man recorded history apart from Solomon since modern money. Right? And they asked him, how much money will be enough? He said, a little more. A little more. A little more. Because once you start worshipping money, it will never be enough. Watch this. Once you start Worshipping God is like you, you can't wait to get more of him. Help me here. Do you understand? So the enemy masquerades his own system. Have you noticed? And I'm not against every kind of cosmetic surgery. I believe there's some aspects of cosmetic surgery that are required, necessary, corrective, or even in some cases just personal, depend on you know, persuasions and all. But many people who become obsessed with plastic surgery, they just can't get enough. They want more. And they want more. And they want more. Because it is not about the shape of their bodies now. It's the condition of their souls. So no matter how you reconstruct the body, the soul still feels deformed. Nice stone will reduce the volume. Are you getting this? Tag, does this make sense? Are you tagging along with this? Hannah? Hannah, 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 Hannah. You understand it? It just never ends. So he says, don't get in that race at all. It cannot be the goal of a believer to be the richest person. I know that some certain preachers might have made you make that your goal. I will be the richest billionaire in Africa. Wrong. Change it. You can change it to I'm going to resource 1,000 communities with value creation centers or tutorial centers or hospitals or products. Are you understanding that? Because even the richest people in the world Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, ask them. That was not their target. So even in the fallen system so why would a believer be using the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ to try to meet a personal selfish man-induced and generated vision of wealth accumulation? Look at your, your neighbor. Tell the person your goals must change. What did Paul teach the church? He said if you have food and you have clothes. Oh wow, all right. Now, is it saying don't work hard? Read all the letters. That's not what it's saying. Is it saying that believers are supposed to be wretched people just going across the world and looking silly? No. There are many rich believers, followers of God in the Bible. Isn't that so? Lydia was a seller of purple. Did Paul say, no, go and sell all the purple and then come and follow me? That's not what it said. Now, let me just give you a couple of things. What are the wrong actions about money? I'm going to give a list because there are two images I want to show you and then a video. 
Anybody getting something tonight, today? What are some of the wrong attitudes about money? Just making it very practical. Wrong attitudes to money. Wrong attitudes to money. Worrying about it. Don't worry about money. Worrying about money is a waste of your divine creativity. You are taking up space that God allocated for invention, creativity, responsibility, diligence, to worry about something that is way below the lowest levels of his abundant provisions of grace for you. Don't worry about money. Money is so low on the value chain that God did not create it. It was man that invented it. Oh yeah, somebody got that. It was man that invented it. Noah built an ark without money. Abraham is called the father of faith. Ordinary one naira I did not have. What did they have? Value. Assets. Real estate. That's why I, I can't even exhaust, I can't get into 30% of what I prepared because I was now going to tell you how to get your money in form. That's why as soon as you can, own a piece of land. As soon as again, it does not matter where it is. Village, own it, build a fence around it. Because real estate is what God created. God owns the title deed of the earth. The earth is the? So you're not even ready for any kind of divine partnership for real economic power and influence if you don't own a piece of land. Why was God, what did God promise Abraham? To a land that I will? Why didn't say, why didn't say to a car I'll give you a, a, a brick factory of 17 virgins I will give you? To a what? Land. Why? Because man, the crown and the cream of my creation, man, his body was formed from where? Which comes from? The iron and the gold that you use for your jewelry and your aircraft and your car, where did they come from? The oil that drives your engines, where does it come from? Land. So go for land. So worrying about money, wrong attitude. Number two, loving it. Don't love money. I know, yeah, you can like the smell of fresh notes. Of course, who loves the smell of fresh notes? Yeah, it's just for, hmm. But don't love money. To love it is to crave. <laughs> Number three, amassing it or accumulating it for selfish interest. Of course, you can save towards a project. You can lay certain sums apart in a, an account that you don't touch. It's even advisable if you're going to build capital for projects and all of that. You can put assets aside. But don't amass it just for... Ah, this time last year, I had one million in my account. Hmm. Now, 30 billion for the account. Or, now, if you know how much, some, some people are so vain, they will even leave their phone alert carelessly around flatmates of so that they can see that, ah, I have 250,000. Listen, I don't know the details of everybody's financial reality in this room. But no matter how much you have in this room, whatever you have is a very, very, very tiny fraction of what's possible and what's going to come. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
So that 2 million, 5 million that some of you might have in that account, or maybe more for some of you, can you sponsor 1,000 children with 5 million? Through the education, can you? Can you build the front porch of Solomon's temple? That means none of us really has money inside this room right now. Are you understanding? Are you getting what I'm saying? So offering time, the Holy Spirit impressed upon your heart, give 10,000. You're having debates. You're not ready. You're not ready. <laughs> what laughter is that? <laughs> By the way, oh God, okay, oh looking on fleek right now. Are you guys, you have an outing? Oh my God! I forgot, I'm sorry about that. Happy birthday, can we shout happy I'm so sorry. I know that there are like four birthdays this week, right? Yeah. All right. I'm asking it. So don't do that. Don't do that. Number four, scheming for it. If you walk, and that's why I said about association. Some of you work in environments where there are constant schemes to cheat your boss. And you are quiet. You see, I discovered something that one of the ways... To defeat any giant in any system is don't lose your voice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll show you Bible for it. Yes, sir. David shows up at the battlefield between the Israelites and the Philistines. There's a giant there who had been threatening for how many days? 40 days, and nobody in Israel could speak. Let me tell you why God is going to raise voices in the church. He will raise voices in the church so that he can use those voices for the nation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're not understanding that. Yes, sir. Because if voices from the church cannot be trusted, they will not be respected in the nation. And that's why every now and again, God is going to bring a David out of nowhere. Some of you, you are Davids out of nowhere. Let me tell you why. Because there are possibly, watch I feel like preaching apostolically and prophetically. There were possibly, Ike was said that Demilady was asking, why is Pedams always jumping when he's preaching? Tell him he's doing me, he's doing me. There are some people, I believe, I believe, there were certain of the soldiers of Israel that wanted to say something to Goliath. But because they were part of rank and file, don't talk without your general authorizing you. Because of allegiance and loyalty to a system they couldn't speak. So God's got to raise a ragtag, roughneck soldier out of nowhere who is not part of the old choir. Come on, somebody. Who's not part of the old guard or the old brigade. And who's not the same. Who is this uncircumcised Jebusin coming against me? You come against us with swords and spears. But I am against you in the name of the Lord. I am not of the armies of the earth. I am coming representing the armies of heaven. God is raising Davids. God is raising voices. God is raising people. God is raising prophetesses. God is raising intercessors. God is raising apostles. That's why you've got to be careful of your associations. You said stay away from certain people. Do you know why? Because certain people by association will rob you of your voice. Yes, sir. 
verses. So David speaks that breaks the silence. So if you're in a place of work and people are doing stuff and you know and you're not saying anything, you're culpable. Yes. God to say something. I'm not saying the first thing is to report them, but the first thing is to speak to them. I know what you guys are doing. It is wrong. I'm not a part of it. And I want it to stop. This is how you bring justice to the market space. Because many of us, we see evil and we walk away from it. You can do that. Every time you walk away from evil, you turn your back on righteousness. And when you turn your back on righteousness, you lose the power that righteousness endues those who speak for it with. Number five, don't steal it. Wrong attitude to money, stealing it. Don't steal it. Why are you stealing somebody's money? It says, let him that stole, stole no more. I believe that's Ephesians chapter, chapter 4. Someone confirm for me. 428 to 32 or 5. Someone confirm that real quick. It says, let him that stole, stole no more. But let him work with his hands that he might have to give those who are in need. Next thing, being selfish with it. Wrong attitude to money. I'm not saying be Oyama Oyama Oyama, generous giver. <laughs> I'm not saying be careless with it because I'll still talk about that. And by the way, if you found yourself in a cycle where you're always asking people for money, always raising money, always looking for money, there's an evil expression in your eye somewhere. I'll tell you why. Because God says, I will bless the. Ephesians, what? 428, yeah. So, 428 says, let him that stole, still no more, but let him, let him labor. Working with his hands what is good. Let me, let's simplify it. If you don't have a job right now, you don't have a source of income, say, I have my hands. Okay, everybody say, I have my hands. Let's reason together because the Holy Spirit walked me through this process for somebody in this place. What are some of the things that we can do with our hands? Let's let's the one after that. We can wants to generate business ideas, though. Because the Bible says walk with what? So let's take it literally. We can write. In writing, how many kinds of writing can we do? Creative writing. Advertorial writing, that's copywriting, marketing, profile. Do you know you can craft profiles for people? People have read my profiles on my books or other platforms. Say, Who wrote it for you? I said, I did it. There's somebody in a certain organization that when he wants to write something, he, he gets me to write it for him. And you can monetize that. I, I, you understand what I'm saying? So what else can you write? Music. Now, some of us, can, we can write lyrics and melody together. I can do that. No people in the house, many people. But you know what producers tell me? They said that many people that can really sing are not great at writing songs. So, what do they do? Hire somebody. I know it's not yet so big in Nigeria, but some of you are lyricists. When you write, go like, oh, that's right, I have a poem. When you write, people go like, oh, my word. Find ways with your hands. What else can you do? Writing? Writing? Blogging. What else can you do? Guest writing. What else can you do? Ghost writing. Let's leave writing. 
Script writing. Let's move to something else. Driving. What kind of driving can you do? Uber. Taxify. Boss. Sounds like boss. Have you seen the corporate keke guy? No, he has how many kekes? In fact, I need to sow into that guy's life. Kenneth, remind me in the course of the week because it's popped up in my mind a couple of things. Support what is good. Right? So he can drive keke. What else can he drive? He can drive demons away. <laughs> oh, y'all don't know that if someone is possessed and you drive the demons away, sometimes every now and again, someone is going to say, thank you for being a blessing. You better believe when I say God has blessed me more in ministry than he has blessed me in business. And it's hardly from a local congregation. It's usually an outside... You understand what I'm saying? So, driving. What else? You can drive. You can do what? Play instruments. It's a, most, most gigs don't pay so well. So, I know that depending on the nature of the stature or whatever, most instrumentalists, if they go play somewhere, they're going to be thanked or appreciated between five and 20,000 20, or 25,000. It's a broad range, depending on where it is. Sometimes it's not a lot of money. If you get 10,000 naira four days a week, isn't that a good state? Good start? That's 160,000 naira. And you play for two hours or so. And you're doing what you enjoy doing. By the way, let's, let me break the myth of doing what you love or loving what you do. He says, let him do what? Walk with his... Start with that first. Before I start talking about it, it's not my passion. It's not my flavor. It's not my guava. It's not my strawberry. It's not... Walk with... It's not my field. It's not my... It's not my... Can you walk first? What else can you do? Cooking. There are different types of cooking. You can work in a restaurant. You can work in a eat out. You can work in Yabasira's Amala Company. Come on, guys. You can even cook and deliver. That's what's raining, right? Busy moms. Go on Instagram, start a cooking business. But I don't know. Do you know you can even run a cooking business without knowing how to cook? So when we say the Lord will bless you and you say amen, God has already blessed your hands, but the blessing will only be expressed through the works. Your hands are blessed, but what are they working on? Come on, people. Your hands are blessed. We've been singing it for 20 years. My hands are blessed with the blessings of the Lord. My hands are blessed. With the blessings of the Lord, anyone I touch, I touch, surely shall be blessed. My hands are filled with the blessings of the Lord. So you went to Sunday school, didn't you? The problem is, we only hold on to anyone I touch. Let's go to anything I do, anywhere I work, any car I drive, any book I write, any song I produce, any counseling or therapy session or practice I set up, any dentist clinic or my home I speak into, any instrument I play, any job, anything I do, whether the CEO, whether the blessings of the Lord, do you have two hands? You are not hopeless. 
Orlando City got a game last month over at Newcastle. And before the tsunami got the tsunami, the team takes people. How can you see hands who can soar with your hands, who can sit with your hands, who can even allow bundle with your hands? That is to carry load. Some people will see you looking decent. Say, looking at this call at Bandu Mongeo, please remind me. Looking decent and speaking good English, but grammar. And they'll go like, young man, you should not be doing this. Excuse me, sir, I had a true word from the University of Olaro Alpha Dere Jamu or Matanawi, as somebody called online in the course of the week. He said, see, on tomorrow, you will become an executive assistant. God will use your hands to lift your feet. And all of a Sometimes you said that if you walk into it, you will get something. Sometimes you don't walk into it. You work your hands into it. You write your way into it. You sow something into it. You till the ground into it. BJ, BJ's here. Let BJ tell. <laughs> One day I'll let BJ share the story. The first business we started, 2008, Hosville, Nigeria. I was a marketer, a, 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 my gift, gift of words. So I know how to market, I know how to transfer emotion even via a digital device. And social media was not even big then, so I had my blog and all of that. Started a lot of, of marketing stuff and persuasion and psychology and all of that. I'm not saying I use psychology for you. But it comes as a tool in presenting the truth. So I knew all of that, I knew there was money to be made online. BJ has been a programmer. He's always been the coding guy. Always not coded guy, even though he's quite coded spiritually, but he's been the coding guy. And so we just had an idea. I said, you know what? Let's start a web hosting business. Let's start a web hosting business. And what we're going to do is you're going to design the website. I'm going to create the marketing and all of that. And we started the business. BJ, how much money were we making within about six months? If you remember, just estimate. Hundreds, a couple of hundreds of thousands. Two people who were working in one place. Glory to God. I can't even tell that story because it was in that place I met my wife. Yeah. I look at your neighbor, say, oh, things. Two boys out of school. People were like, what people go and say, what are you doing? Do this one, do this one. Do this is CVs, Baba. By the way, BJ, we need to talk about that business because I still got steak. <laughs> but the point I'm telling you is that we're not looking at our CVs or our certificates or this one or that one. We're looking at the works of our hands. BJ, how many of our customers did we see face to face? None within the, about the, if I, I don't think we ever saw in the first one or two years. By the second year, our business was in the top 20 web hosting companies. Remember that? In Nigeria. Are you understanding this? Yes, so when I speak the way I do, it's not one jobless pastor who just knows how to speak grammar somewhere. There's thinking and rhythm and depth and consistency and experience and passion behind this. And so if you have your hands and a working mind, that means you have the foreign hustle on the inside of you. You are not a job seeker. You are a value creator. You are a wealth creator. You are a goodness dispenser. You've got something that the world needs to taste of. Slap somebody high five and tell that person, you've got something. Don't be selfish with it. Wrong attitude about money. Don't lie about it. 
it is okay not to disclose your financial standing. Don't lie that you have more than you have. And don't lie that you don't have. Because some people, they recalibrated broke to 5 million. So when they have 4.9, they say, ah, I'm broke. <laughs> so, ah, the economy is hard. <laughs> right? Obviously, based on responsibility, that's actually broke to some people. But, you know, don't, don't lie about it. Rosemont, please, can you help me with transportation? Ah, even me, I'm waiting a lot to transport me. <laughs> don't lie about it. Number eight, don't perpetrate evil with it. Don't oppress people with it. Don't, you know, one of the things I really hate in my life, I really hate it when people think that because of their money, they can write other people. Yeah. As in, that thing can pain me. And so if I find myself in under the circumstances, uh, I don't, we don't gel. Me and that situation. Because I know the value of human beings. And I know that people can change overnight. Yeah. You know, money, it says that money takes up wings and flies to the heavens. But you know the good thing is if you're filled with the spirit of God sometimes you can be its pilot it tells you where to go don't perpetrate evil with it don't lord it over people people have slept with people's wives because they had more money than their husbands yeah. uh, desperate stuff you know there's a movie million what's that million the million dollar movie where a rich man asked to sleep with pardon indecent proposal yeah indecent proposal right I don't know. I've never watched it, but have I watched it? I don't think so, but I, I know the story. My wife says I know everything because I know something about everything. Being, don't be careless with it. Yeah, that's another thing. A lot of believers who are not selfish, they're careless. Yeah. Let me give you an example of carelessness. Somebody keeps coming to you for the same issue and keep giving the person money. That's carelessness. Yeah. After the first time you give material, the next level is not material, it's attention. Yeah. Let's reason together. What's up here? Yeah. This looks like, looks like a partner, a cycle. Yeah. Otherwise, own for wood, you know? Yeah. In other words, you're burning the cash. Yeah. God told me years ago, anyone who does not value your wisdom will waste your wealth. <laughs> because it took wisdom to create the wealth from which you now have some resources to be able to minister to other people. And then finally, don't waste it. Put your money into vehicles that multiply the money over time. You can get, I'm not a financial advisor, let me just put that disclaimer there, but whatever, you know, Paul said, that which I know, I've not withheld from you. So you can do treasury bills. It's give you, I think, something like 11, answer beam, about 11% now, treasury bills. Right? Okay, you put up here in the banking space here. About 11 point something percent? 12? Pardon? Depends on the timing. No, but there's a range, isn't it? Between 11 and 13 or something. Yeah. And uh, fixed deposit is low, it's about 4.5, percent something like that. You can get FGN bonds, give it about 12%. Now, somebody will be like, hey, 11%. Hmm, 
me, I want my money to be looming. So, 11 and 12 percent look small because somebody's like, Madam, if you bring your money now, <laughs> multiply. What are the right attitudes to money? Right attitudes to money, and then I'll show you those things. Number one, seeing it as an, rather, see it as an alternate instrument of value exchange. See money as an alternate. What do I mean by that? Money is not the only form of value exchange. Kenneth works with me. She'll tell you that I've gotten deals through negotiations that looked ridiculous to her initially, right? Now, I don't even do a lot of negotiations myself. She does it because she has learned that you can get value for value. You don't have to always have money for that thing you want. You can trade time, platform, attention, availability, care, compassion, networks. That's what the influencers do. The influencers will come and wear your dress for free. Then they will abuse you that they're helping you. Some of you all know what I'm talking about. By the way, at some point, if you, if you produce stuff, at some point you have to respect yourself enough to stop doing stuff for free. I'm not saying don't do anything for free at all. But I'm just saying for certain people, uh, you know, when you go to the shopping malls abroad, they have all these uh, uh, pieces of pastries, right? For tasting. Like donuts or pretzels or something. For taste. For you to taste. Now imagine you're tasting, tasting. They now collect the whole thing. So, see it as an alternate instrument for value exchange. Not the only, an alternate. Number two. Another way to see it is mastering it. So, master money. Mastering it, first of all, with an attitude of contentment which means I'm content what it means is I will not let the money I have or don't have alter my character yeah I'm solid I'm grounded I'm content number three right attitude to money invest in it so Jesus said lay up he didn't say don't See, look at what Jesus does not say Jesus doesn't say don't do charitable deeds he doesn't say don't pray he didn't say, don't fast. Because you know, that's what some of the Twitter champions are now saying. Yeah. Are you there? Burn all the churches. That's not the spirit of Jesus. The spirit of Jesus is there's a right way to do this thing. Yeah. It's let's do it the right way, not let's stop doing it. Yeah. The Antichrist wants us to stop doing it. Yeah. Because he has a system in place. Yeah. And he's just waiting for all of you to break every law and order structure on earth so that there will be the emergence of a demonic structure so he's trying to break church structure trying to break family structure trying to break social intelligence structure right so that he can come invest in it being faithful with it number four so he invested now how do you invest money number one invest in the kingdom because jesus said lay up treasures where on earth so you can use money on earth. Sorry, that's on earth rather. Lay up treasures in heaven. Right? So you can use earthly money to create a heavenly legacy or a kingdom legacy. You can. That's what Jesus is saying. 
that you can use material money to create things that will last for eternity. Right? So use that. Let me quickly give you some ways in which you can do that. One of them is that you can use that money to God's glory. Anything that will glorify God to the glory of God. Yeah? Number two, you can use that, and that includes having your God portion. I call it God portion. If you're arguing about 10%, 15%, 20%, prayerfully choose a percentage and grow from there. Do you understand? Grow from there. Prayerfully discern that. Well, you go to hell if you don't pay what people call the tithe. No, you will not. There's no sufficient scripture to back that stance. But are you in danger of losing parts of your, your commitment? Yes, if you don't have a regular regulated sum, preferably not just some but percentage preferably yeah you're in danger you're gonna get you will lose that what restraint so have god portion uh number two under glorifying god is that you also have to have provision for yourself and your family it says that he that does not provide for his family is worse than an infidel keferi Someone who does not fear thee, someone who does not, <laughs> someone who does not, who's on the, who's not on the ferry, <laughs> someone who's not in the ambit of, of faith at all. So yourself and your family. Now, some people, many times, some spiritual people have mistaken this. They have resourced churches and they've abused their families. One of the ways to partner with God is take care of your family on his behalf. Are you getting this? Should we want to reach the world? Start at home. So don't use children's school fees and say I don't have children start saving now number three give to teachers pastors spiritual guides spiritual parents who have ministered to you there's a lot of bible for that first corinthians 9 tells us that there's another scripture in the book of timothy it says those that teach let them be counted to be of double honor and it wasn't just talking about respect and regard them. It's talking about resources. Paul, in fact, makes this claim in 1 Corinthians 9. He says, if I've taught you spiritual things, is it difficult for me to reap? He's talking about material stuff, resource, money, physical things. Be a blessing to those that teach you. It's in the word of God. And then, be a blessing to your local church. Now, let me make, make mention that something I skipped when I was talking about family. When I'm thinking about family, don't just be a blessing to your children. Your parents are still part of your family. So whoever you are, as long as you start earning an income, and all these things is good to either have a percentage or an amount. If you're giving to your pastor, a percentage or an, or an amount. Giving to your parents, a percentage or an amount. Depending on where you are, it does not have to be 20%. But if you send your mom airtime every week, two, five, three thousand. Maybe twice a month. Start. Just start and see how God will grow it for you. Just start. Right? And then give to your local church before you start giving to other projects. 
Again, the local church is like the nuclear part of your spiritual family. So if you are in a situation where you're given to one televangelist, one ministry, is that where you get counsel from? Is that where the music that you listen to comes from? Ha! I'm now plugged in to Tulsa Club. Tulsa. Not Tulsa. Is that where the music is coming? No. Local church. You give to your local church. Right? And then you give to other expressions of the kingdom. And finally, good works. You do good works with that. All right. Okay. Okay, as Carmen would say. Let's see if we can wind this down. Let me quickly show you something. I still have a lot of content, but I can't exhaust it. My friends tease me that I always have too much content. Now, let's go to that. Was, was that my slide? The pyramid slide. I want to show you something. I can't show you the video again because of time. Somebody say, oh. It's about eight minutes. It's, it's too long. You'll see where? Oh, this, our picture is not very sharp. I know it's, it's the uh, resolution of the picture. But somebody say, I will not serve mammon. Luke 12, 15, it says, beware of covetousness. Now, mammon is called mammonas. And it is typically the God attached to money or worshipped for money. And at the heart of it is actually covetousness. That's what it really speaks about. That mammon is really about covetousness. Now, this is a picture that reveals the current economic structure of the world. Everybody in this room is somewhere, well, let me say was, because you come out of it. The Bible says, come out of them and be different. Everybody in this room is somewhere. Could we try the other, the longer one? Let me see whether that will be clearer. I don't think so anyway, but let's see. The longer one? No. Now, let me, let me, okay, yeah, I'll read something. So this is the structure. You've seen a dollar bill before? Seen the dollar bill before you've seen that? What do you have there? A pira. I can't go so deep because uh, you need like three hours to explain this. But this is economic structure of the world. Does this look like the organogram of your workplace? Okay, let me put it. Are there a few people at the bottom? Are there more people at the bottom? Yes. And a lot of the fewer people at the top. Yes. Is that true of your workplace? Yes. Is that true of your workplace? Yes. So it's an economic structure of the earth. And so what you have here, this place, the lowest bottom here, what you have here are the governments. The political structures and systems it's interesting that people feel like the governments that you see the presidents and all those guys that they are the highest point of the pinnacle and that they are the ones directing everything no whoever you see in front of the camera in the world is not the power controlling what they're saying 
That's the puppet. That's the representative. It's like a believer. The believer is not the power of God. He's a representative of the power of God. He's got invisible forces. Now, in invisible forces, what are some of the invisible forces of the believer? The Holy Spirit, God the Father, the Son. What else? Angels. Amongst angels, are there rankings or not? Alright. Now, on top of the government, you have the corporate world. And if you could see that, then let me mention names even. If you want this, we can post it somewhere. But you have a corporate world and you have some of the big companies across the world. Now you go like, how is, this is exciting, right? Because you know. <laughs> now, how do you go out and the corporate world be bigger than the government? When governments are laundering money, where do they go through? We did a training for a bank. Can us remember? Just before the elections. <laughs> Let me not say it, please. It's been recorded. A lot happens in the bank. Now, on top of the corporates, you now have the big banks. <laughs> your bank is among them. <laughs> you have the big, I'm not talking about your bank, I'm talking about Anthony's bank. You have the big bank. You know those big banks? They say big budget advertisements. You see those big banks everywhere and everything? You know what happens? They are the ones that determine the policies, including the banking policies. And then on top of those big banks, you have the private banks and the Federal Reserve Banks. Can I propose to you that the central banks in most countries are not controlled by the government? You will know this, would you? They're controlled by private families. So whatever you're seeing in the newspaper is usually the result of years of programming. What they're going to do to program the world, they embed in movies. Years before. Remember the 007 movies of people using cell phone and dragging content across the screen? We're like, uh-uh, or you both they lie. Whatever technology you see in a movie already exists. Matrix is going to happen. I spoke with a, a big man in the tech space. Big, big man. Um, don't let me give you any pointers. And they said to me, mass transfer is going to happen. What does mass transfer mean? You've seen those things in those movies like Tomorrowland where you move from one part of the earth to another part. Someone disappears and is reconstructed. He said it's going to happen. I said, sir, Jujunie. He said it's going to happen. Now, and at the head of it is the eye of Horus, which is actually from Egypt. That's where the pyramid is from. <laughs> it's the eye of Horus, the all-sin eye, which is also the big brother eye. Yeah. Why are they telling you a big brother eye? We're going to see everything you're going to do. That's how the Antichrist is going to move. They're going to create tensions and false terrorism attacks. I know they're authentic terrorism attacks, but false terrorism attacks that will force and compel 
people to say we want cameras everywhere so that they can govern and control every decision. This is how Daniel will be thrown in the lion's den again. That Daniel is you that I'm talking about now. Because Daniel will keep praying and somebody's going to see him. Why will the mark of the beast have to do with the economy? There's a spirit behind mammon. Behind money. Why am I going through this, Fidel? I can see you. I can see you. You should have stood when I was teaching much earlier. I, but I can see you. Right? Now, why am I going through all of this? Because anybody that is chasing money is inside the system. But let me tell you where most people are. They are below the pyramid. Because most people are not in government. Most people don't have jobs here. That means that if you are complaining about money, whining about money, living for money, you are a slave to a fallen system. Slave to a fallen system. I'm closing. You can please softly. Jesus kept teaching. Don't worry about what you will eat, what you will drink. He kept teaching it. Paul said, "Be content with what you eat and clothes to wear." But the generation will say, "No, I must hammer." I must carpenter. I must blue. I'm a blacksmith. Saxophonist. And what they do with the system, you know what they do? They try to use money to control you. Be careful of relationships that want to use money to control you. Be careful of those relationships. They want to use money as the means of control. It's oftentimes a fallen system. I wanted to pray, Lord. My heart is free from it's free to present my heart to you. When money comes through my hands, I remember Deuteronomy 8:18. It says, You remember the Lord your God who gives you power to get wealth. He gives you power to get wealth. He gives you power. The devil gives you wealth to get you. God gives you power to get wealth. If wealth gets you, it controls you. I you know the funny thing is that money can control you without you having it. It's possible to be poor and love money. It's possible to be poor and be materialistic. It's possible to be poor and be driven by money. How do you know whether you're being led by money or not? Come on, somebody pray. How do you know whether you're being led by money or not? What is the deciding factor of your decisions? If it's money that tells you what to do, okay, you got this one, that's great. If it's money that tells you what to do, you're under the control. Is an animation? The second video. Alright, if you guys can just look at us as we're praying, you can start from the beginning. But we'll pray so you can see. And in the eye, you have the cult, the occult. That's why they say, come into our circle. Because they are taking something more valuable away from you. Now, let me tell you what, even if you're not in a cult, 
and you're worrying about money the devil is still taking something more valuable than money away from you it's taking your attention taking your creativity taking your innovation that's why God says you just go and walk I will bless what you do and I know that you're in a system that is so tough but the blessing is tougher than your system see these are the guys central bank off central banks these are the guys that can determine the rates of the dollar to the night they can crash it in one day they can crash the stock market watch this another international stock market crashes on the on the horizon possibly at the end of Trump's uh, tenure or sometime early in the second time or they might use that to, to get him out right they might use people are not ready for some of these things tell God tell God my heart is yours
grace. As they surrounded by grace, we pour into the provision chain of heaven. What is the provision chain of heaven? Promise, purpose, productivity, and profit. We hold on to your promises. We walk in your purposes. We engage your purpose productively. And through that productivity, we have profits. Someone say, my hands are blessed. Look at your hands. Say, damn it all, Lord, tell me your hands are blessed. There's enough blessing in your hands to create wealth for you, for your family, for your loved ones, for your church, for your pastor, for everyone around you. There's enough wealth. There's enough blessing. Your hands are blessed. No more dry season. No more empty harvest. In the name of Jesus. We're breaking the spirit of greed and covetousness over this generation, over our families and spaces and spheres. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Somebody say, Ali, Ali, you are blessed this morning received something thank God for that go back read the notes study the notes we might I'll check it out I might push some of those things into the central group or maybe the service team group we'll check out what we have and see because uh, we don't want it to be distracted there's a lot of information there are many things I know that I will never teach there are many things I've studied for the last eight ten years and so let me just let me help you understand something if you're under a teacher especially a spiritual teacher don't listen to their teachings alone listen to their hearts listen to their passions listen to their intensity if you have a relationship with me and i tell you anything two or three times and i don't feel like you get it i will not address it again um because there are many things i might not be able to explain are you understanding in how do i compress five year studies into a 30 minute session i really can't but if you hear my heart and you stay in tune with the Spirit of God, He will direct you to understand. Let me ask, how many of you have ever read Matthew chapter 6 that way before? Anybody? That way, if this was your first time of seeing it that way, the progression all the way to Mammon, raise your hand. How do you... Anyway, just, just listen with your heart and with your spirit and pray a lot. And stop seeing yourself as an individual. See yourself as a missionary in the grand plan of God. And, and it influences why you must prosper. It influences why you must be walk in holiness. It influences why you must be diligent. Because your life is not just about you. Glory to the Most High God. A generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.